Are you excited? <laughs> Are you gonna name it? I don't know. The best thing ever. I saw a voice on screen. Come on. Come on. There's Mighty. I don't know how I'm telling apart. This one doesn't have a name. She just came out. And we're still waiting on Eve back there. It's pretty cool. Hello everyone, this is Trish with Urban Farming with Trish. Today we have Whitney. She is the founder of the Boho Homestead and also the Atlanta Backyard Chickens group, which I'm proud to say I'm a part of and I love the group. So if you guys haven't you know, join the Atlanta Backyard Chickens group, you have to join, especially, well, well, even if you don't have chickens, it's just a fun group to be in. Anyway, hi, Whitney. Hi. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I love talking about chickens. I know. <laughs> right? I still have some. I mean, they, they make you mad sometimes and get on your nerve, but you can't help but love them. I know. But today I want to talk about to start off for those who are interested in getting chickens or for those who, you know, want to know a little bit more about owning chickens what can you tell us about the beginning like when you first get your chickens what's your best advice so I had no idea what I was doing um I we lived downtown and a friend had found three chickens that were abandoned mm -hmm. and I had thought about getting chickens for a while and we actually had a um little kind of makeshift coop set up and had been trying to work on it for a few weeks and then she found the chicken so I said I ran an animal rescue at the time so I was like okay we'll take these chickens just bring them on over and um that's why I started the group because I didn't know what I was doing mm -hmm. and I was trying to connect with some of my other friends that have farms and had chickens mm -hmm. and then they started adding their friends that had chickens and it just grew from there and I guess that was about eight years ago mm -hmm. um so unfortunately I've moved to the suburbs now um but I still run the group and Jake um is the other one that helped me get the group started mm -hmm. um so I can't have chickens now but uh we still hatch right so as far as from from hatching um do you have an incubator or you let them hatch naturally? So I did have um, at our old house, we did have a chick that went or a chicken that went broody mm -hmm. and we posted in the group, like, what do we do? And uh, members walked us through uh, about putting the, they connected us to a farm that had fertilized eggs. Mm -hmm. We went to the farm, got the eggs, and then we slipped them under the hen at night. Mm -hmm. And she hatched the babies. You know, she sat on the eggs for several weeks. And we learned, you know, the group walked us through candling and um, what to expect, how to 
separate her from the other chickens, but it was, it was a really fun experience. So that was my first hatching experience. And then there was a big break of several years uh, when Corona hit, it's me and my, well, at the time he was seven years old, my son, and Mm -hmm. we needed something to brighten our day to something fun to look forward to. And we're Mm -hmm. stuck at home. So I borrowed a friend's incubator and we hatched um, Mm -hmm. our first batch of eggs. And I have a video on my page of my son. His reaction was just baseless, exactly why I wanted to do it. And um, kind of snowballed from there where we've really gotten into the, the hatching aspect. Awesome. So basically, for those who don't know, there are several options in terms of hatching. You can either get an incubator or just let the uh, mother or the hen um, pretty much sit on them because they have to be warm anyway in order to be right. All right. So there's two ways that in order to hatch um, chicks, you can use the incubator or you can put the eggs or, or use a broody hen. Correct. Right. Right. And so the incubator, I think it takes, what, 21 days in order for a chick to hatch? Is it 21 days? Um, you know, I, should, I need to look at my notes. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of them hatch, they kind of stagger, you know, they'll start one day and it's like a three-day process of where they start. Um, like you'll see a little pit mm-hmm. where they put their little... Um, beaks through and then they work at that they kind of do this little circle um a zipper to let themselves out so it's they're really exhausted um so it can take we've had some take several days to actually finish getting out of the egg yeah and you mentioned um candling earlier and that that process is just pretty much you holding the egg up to the light just to see if anything's fertilizing inside yeah, so that's a super fun part, especially if you're doing it with kids and, you know, you're, um, I tried to make it very science-based with my son last year because mm-hmm. he was doing online school and I'm a horrible teacher. So this was, <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just teach him what I know about animals. Yeah. Um, so candling was really fun. We, you can see them actually like, uh, you can see their little hearts beating in there, you know, every day you see different parts of the development and you can tell when the egg is not fertilized, um, which we call duds. And mm-hmm. um, you don't want a dud to explode in the incubator like a rotten egg. So they are just like regular. So if, if it's not a fertilized egg, mm-hmm. then it can end up exploding, which will start to look like little. I we've only had one that mm-hmm. almost got to that point but it looks like little beads of sweat coming out of the mm. egg. And if you see that, you want to get it out of the incubator immediately because it can have bacteria too. It's basically a rotten egg. Yeah. Yeah. And that can, like you said, infect the chicks when they come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you don't, that's one thing you want to look for constantly. You want to make sure, and you can kind of smell it. Like we smelled it for mm-hmm. a couple of days before we couldn't figure out which egg it was. And mm-hmm. then you see those little beads of sweat and yeah. get it out of there as soon as possible. And then remove it from there. So, yeah. um, so that's basically the chicks. Did you give your, your small chicks apple cider vinegar or did you just um, do everything naturally and put it in the water? So I, 
yeah, we just used a water um, with regular water. I do buy those electrolyte packets from Tractor Supply to have mm -hmm. on hand in case, you know, there's a weak chick. Um, I do want to start vaccinating. Um, that's something that I'm trying to research. I've been meaning to do just kind of on the to-do list, yeah. but I would like to start doing that. And then um, it's important that they have the chick feed is different than what you would feed like an adult hen. Okay. Um, so you start out with the starter feed and then you also need to do uh, a grit where mm -hmm. and it's a special grit for chicks. Okay. So we just kind of sprinkle that on top of it. And then um, the brooder is very important. Temperature mm -hmm. is extremely important. I find that if you can put the heat light on one side mm -hmm. and then the other side is a shadow area so they can kind of self-regulate. Like they're mm -hmm. good at knowing what temperature they need to be at. Cause if they get too hot, mm -hmm. they kind of just look really lethargic. And then if they get too cold, um, I haven't had them get, get too cold. So I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, yeah. but they can die really quickly. So you want to make yeah. sure that you've got that temperature under control. And like I said, where they can self-regulate just seems mm -hmm. to be the best. Yeah. And at this point, um, they're indoors, correct? Did, did you leave yours inside your home? I know I did. I left my chickens inside for like six weeks. Yes. So in Georgia, we're lucky. A lot of people, you know, don't hatch until spring because mm -hmm. they can't be outside if it's too cold. Um, and the temperature goes down, I, starts at 95, I think mm -hmm. is what the brooder starts at. And then every week it goes down. So for the brooder, it needs to be when they hatch 95. Um, at first, you'll leave them in the incubator until all of the chicks have hatched. Because when you open up the incubator, it can actually um, take all the air out of the egg. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a word for it that I can't think of. <laughs> but it's, uh, it dries out the egg basically, mm -hmm. and then they can't finish their hatching process. So then once they're all done hatching, you can open the incubator, you move them into the brooder. The brooder should be at 95. Okay. So once you start, um, once they start pipping and hatching, you want to go ahead and turn your light on in the brooder, start to get that warm mm -hmm. and at the right temperature. And then, um, every week it'll go down 10 degrees. Okay. So when they're one week old, it can go down to 85, uh, two weeks old, 75. And then that also tells you what temperature you can start putting them outside. And I do a little puppy pin with a um, bird safety net on mm -hmm. the top, chicken wire around it so they can't get through the little cracks. Oh, yeah. And once the temperature's safe for them, then you know they like being outside, but otherwise yeah. they're in my garage. Um, they've been in my master bathroom before. <laughs> oh man, it's challenging when they get around three, four weeks because they get curious. They want to get out. They want to use their wings. So it's, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. That's when they're a little bit harder to keep in your bathtub. <laughs> yeah, that too. And they start getting messy. Yeah. Yeah. That part. But the benefit is when they leave the nest for the first time and they're get they able to go to their forever home inside the coop, they'd be so happy. They want to get out. Yeah. Yep. They really enjoy it once you start putting them in that little 
puppy pen and letting them, you know, be outside. And we usually, so we'll, if we do a big hatch, then we'll um, have farms. A lot of my friends have farms and they already like told me what breeds they want. And so those are the eggs that I go and get uh, so that they can take the, the chickens. And we, so we'll usually, when they're a few days old, go ahead and let some people take them. And then my son usually picks a couple that are his favorites mm -hmm. and we keep those for a few more weeks. Mm -hmm. And he really enjoys, you know, getting their, to know their little personalities. Oh, and then yeah. those usually go to close friends. So we get to, we still get photos of a lot of the chicks that we raised and mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. That's one thing I didn't know really. I didn't know they had their own personalities. I, I thought they were just chickens. I didn't, I mean, I, I assume so, but to just actually see it. It's oh really, yeah. It's really cute. You know, they are their own individual hens. They're their own chicken. They really are. They're like parrots kind mm -hmm. of, I mean, not as smart, but they definitely have mm -hmm. little personalities and, you know, some are really shy, some love to be cuddled we had one a chick that uh, my son named pearl that he was super attached to and you could call her name and she would jump out of the brooder and you know jump on his hand jump on his shoulder and he could walk around the house and she was just happy as could be and they know their names i think they can remember up to a hundred names according to online i mean yeah true i know mine is they all they know is um snack that's all they care about is <laughs> <laughs> just getting their snacks. They, they just, that's all they, that's it. That's their life. But I know one thing I want to say is that although we keep the, the chicks in for about six weeks or so um, for, and protecting them from the weather, we also protecting them from predators as well. I know my first experience right. with chicks, my first mistake, I was outside with them me and my daughter and literally a group of crows came down lifted my chicks up the ones that I could I couldn't I didn't I couldn't save them and flew away with them live I can only say oh no man that was a horrible day for us in this home we cried we yeah cried because they were still alive and you could just see the look on their faces Oh no. What was going on or whatever. That was my first hard lesson. And after that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to be this obsessed chick mom. I became an obsessed chick mom to make sure that will never happen again. So everything and everybody likes. Chicken. Yeah. Everything will eat the chickens. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know about the hardware cloth when we built our coop in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. you assume chicken wire is what you use for a coop mm -hmm. and then we had posted in the group photos and people said oh no you can't use chicken wire you have to use hardware cloth mm -hmm. and I'd never even heard of it or or knew I guess chicken wire is just to keep the chickens in but mm -hmm. it doesn't keep the predators out right I think the most important thing as far as owning chickens is having a secure coop because when I tell you predators, and I'm not speaking of just the big predators, such as your, your big cats or large dogs, I'm speaking on the smaller predators as well. Again, everything wants to eat chicken. So protecting your chickens is just the everything. most important. And you were speaking on the, yes. the, um, 
the hard, the chicken wire and the, um, what was the other one, Whitney? Hardware cloth is what you want. Mm -hmm. So the difference is chicken wire will keep chickens in, mm -hmm. but it does not keep predators out. They mm -hmm. can rip right through it. It's not very strong. Um, so what you, you have to have is, and most people learn the, the hard way is hardware cloth. Winnie, thank you so much. I think people who want to have chickens or already have chickens, um, this information that you've given us is definitely helpful. Um, and I want to thank you so much. And again, if you guys have not joined the Atlanta Backyard Chickens, you got to join. I know I'm a member. So thank you so much, Whitney. Okay. I really appreciate you for being here and enjoy your day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love talking about chickens or any anything to do with farms. I, I'll talk your ear off. So I appreciate it. And thank you for the support for Atlanta Backyard Chickens. Um, we, we love our members. We are so happy to hear that it has helped people raise, you know, start out raising chickens, which was the goal when we, we started the group. So we appreciate it. Thank you.